2: Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to
1: the We Are West Ham podcast. You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast with me, Will Pugh, and my mate, James Jones. West Ham United and a very respectable point, indeed, at high-flying Newcastle on Saturday night. David Moyes has launched himself a mini little revival after James and I were part of the many West Ham fans calling for a change in manager at London Stadium. Jonesy, great to see you again, mate. New glasses and everything which we'll get onto in a minute. But as far as David Moyes goes, since that Brentford win, the 1-0 away, which we said We didn't care about, we obviously had the 1-0 defeat of Wolves, but then it's been two wins and a draw. I'm beaten in three now for Moisey, the Brentford win and the Leeds draw. Before that, one defeat in six games, if I've done my maths correctly there, which I have. One defeat in six games, not too sad at all. Things looking a little bit better. And to quote my dad, uh, the oracle on all things West Ham, we looked like on Saturday, it was like watching us a year ago.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because those six games all this year, all this side of the new year, and five of them have been away from home. Mm. And we've only lost one game. So maybe he's turning the corner. Maybe the team is beginning to play for him again.
1: Um, not 100% perfect, though. Um, well, no, but nothing but is yeah. in this
2: world, mate. No, it's just very true, but that, I, can, that I,
1: lifelong, lifelong chase for perfection will only leave you miserable, Jonesy. I know, mate. I know. I need to realise that.
2: But <laughs> all in all, a very encouraging performance on Saturday evening yeah. um, after a start to the game, which. At one point, well, within three minutes, I was like, this could end up six or seven. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm incredibly yeah. worried. disallowed like, one. Yeah. They hadn't even stopped showing the replay of the disallowed one, and suddenly you could hear the crowd go, and then they cut to it, and Callum Wilson's banging in the net. So, like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, encouraging the fact that we bounced back. And your dad's right, actually. It was like watching this a year, um, a year ago, because It'll this time be last i delighted year. to hear
1: that from you, James. Yeah. Ringing yeah.
2: endorsement. This time last year we were we were going one nil down in games and not being too worried about it, thinking, yeah, we've got enough of bats to get back in it. Um, this year it's been we're going one nil down in games and going, oh well that's that then. It's over. Yeah. I wonder how many will
1: lose by now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, you know, we've done that twice away from home in the Premier League, uh, and got something out of it, Leeds at and Newcastle this season. I don't know, if we didn't do it at Wolves, but um, this this side of the new year, things look to be on the up. And I don't really know what that means, what that says about David Moyes' future but we'll we'll push that under the under the carpet a little bit and just enjoy it for what it is at the moment because it's far better than it was 2 weeks ago
1: or 3 Yeah, weeks ago. it it is man. I, 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 I'll be honest. I know I know it sounds really fickle. I'm surprised. I'm delighted that it's happened, but I'm really surprised that we've mm-hmm. lost one game in one game in six and you you can't re- that is that one all at newcastle on saturday cannot be considered anything other than a really good result. yeah. 100%. we've we've we're doing well in the fa cup, all right? we've got man united away but that's not um in moise's control. we've we've dispatched of two teams, brentford and derby, th- 3 goals away, zero conceded to get through to the fifth round. you know, you you can't criticise him for that, although fans might not care. It doesn't matter. He's won those games. Uh, and point against away at Newcastle is is phenomenal. We've not ever had a great record there in seasons past. And they're absolutely flying at the moment. Just got into their uh, first major final since 1999. As uh, Sean Custis, Head of Sport at the Sun, told us on the podcast last week, you cannot say anything other than that's a fantastic result. And frankly, we've got Chelsea at home next, Tottenham away, then Forrest at home for the rest of February. It shows the folly, I guess, of uh, the, the average football supporter. And while we try our very best week in, week out on the We Are West Ham podcast to put ourselves a, a cut above the rest or in a different league uh, to the, the, the average football fan on the street, I think... I'm it's really difficult to know what to say at this stage because all I want to go now is go oh well yeah he's bought himself some time which I I think he has but I, I don't know it just it does make us both and the thousands of other football fans I guess West Ham fans sound or feel a bit like wallies doesn't it because we were going yeah yeah it's time for a change and then And now it's like, well, no, 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 you you can't sack him now. (laughs) Definitely not. Keep him on, give him to at least. Well, that's the thing now because you kind of, we get anything against Chelsea, which now I'm like convinced we're going (laughs) to. I'm absolutely convinced we're going to get something at Chelsea. Tottenham, I'm not so sure. Um, Forest at home, I want to do that just for you. And then we will lose at Man United. Then it's Brighton. So I don't know. I can just see the season playing out as we suggested last week. In complete roller coaster fashion, where at no point are we sort of comfortable, and then the conference league starts again. And uh, I'm just, I'm just same as last week, mate. As I've run through it again, I'd forgotten. I'm just stressed ahead about the games that we haven't even played yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. It it does make you think. Oh, were we a bit too quick to to judge? Were we, we weren't. We weren't. No, I don't think we were, but. Yeah. This is a surprise. It's what's
1: happened the last five games?
2: Yeah. It is a bit of a surprise, but then should it have been a surprise? That like you look at it in hindsight and go, look what he did for those two years. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that it's it's perfect now and we're back to peak, massive West Ham Europa League semi this West Ham United, and you know yeah. everything's. Brilliant, and you know, we're going to be a Champions League team within two years. And it's you know, we're going to start. Oh, we are
1: 16th, Jonesy. You
2: say that Deck and Rice might have a reason to stay now and all that. Um, (laughs) but but it does make you think, well, after he achieved all that, perhaps he did. I know we kept saying, oh, he's got credit in the bank, but now how long do we give him? Now's the time to go. Um, maybe we should. I mean, it's still pretty early still to say, but maybe we should have put a little bit more trust in him given what he'd achieved. But it could go, it could. He could be sitting here in two weeks time after getting battered by Chelsea and Spurs going he's got to go
1: again no so... no I disagree because I don't I uh, he just doesn't get battered does he he just doesn't get no battered. he doesn't give him that yeah yeah contrary to the um uh the version of the West Ham, a massive song that Spurs bastardized um into West Ham get battered everywhere they go uh, unlike Spurs fans to nick a song from somewhere else, isn't it? And try and make it their own. Mm, yeah. Any day, any danger of an original one any every now any day now, lads? I don't think so. Um but no I, I you know he doesn't get battered against big teams. We haven't really seen that have we uh un, under Moisey there is that sort of resilience against against big sides. So I I I genuinely do think if we lose these next two games That's all right. I I still don't think that's sack worthy. I think that that little run that we've been on, capped off by that result at um, Newcastle. Uh, I think unbeaten in three, two of those being away games. One of them was an absolute crunch game at home. The game away at Wolves, 1-0, no disgrace in that really. Unlucky not to win at Leeds. I think there's, there's enough there just about where you go. There's still pressure on it because, look, let, let's get it straight. We're 16th in the league. It's still only a point above the, the relegation zone. It's basically two because our goal difference is is much better than uh, than Everton's. But four goals better. It's the same as Leeds, uh, who are in 17th, who are just one point behind us. So, you know, like you say, it's a good run we've been on. Two of those have been in the Cup. So if you still look at the league table, which is the most important, metric by which we should be measured this season. Um, it's not, you know, it's, it's still not sweetness and light, as you just mentioned there. I, th- and I think the chances are, you've seen Everton getting that win against Arsenal. They're going to be sneaking up the table and picking up more points. So there's every chance that uh, after that game away at Tottenham on the 19th of February, that we're on the back of two defeats um, and Everton have, have overtaken us. Points wise, uh, yeah. And Leeds may have done the same. Uh, Leeds, to be fair to Leeds, that's unlikely because they got Man United away and then Man United at home in that double header. But, you know, we, we still might be, the, the relegation situation might still be staring us, smack bang in the face. And then, then once again, there's, there's a lot of pressure on that not in the Forest home game in the league. But I don't know. I just think you give it, you, I, you can't sack him now, really, I don't think. Because there's to, clearly it's no. Not now. There's clearly well, what for the rest of the season or just until like when? I think so. I think so. Um,
2: just don't don't yeah. see a scenario where they go, yeah, now's the time to get rid of him. Here's the perfect replacement. Um, I know we we criticised it heavily a few weeks ago, but the perfect replacement was Sean Dyche.
1: Um At least until the end of the year.
2: Yeah, at least until the end of the year. It. Um, and now that's gone. And it looks like he's going to do a, a, a good job at Everton. Mm. So, I mean, who else is there? You don't want to get... You don't really want B- Bielsa to come in because he's not going to hit the ground running. Uh, and he to take sort of, control of the
1: under-16s for the season or whatever.
2: Yeah, so it's like, well, I mean, you're better off just sticking. I, I'm convinced Well, we might end up finishing 17th, but I'm convinced we won't mm. go down still. So I think we showed just in the performances Newcastle that we've showed that we're yeah. Far, yeah. far, and it's not like we're we're going into these games and just playing so poorly at the moment. Like it looks like just performance wise as well. It's not like we're yeah. escaping a one all draw at Newcastle. Like we were well worth that draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that's a good sign that yeah things will start to pick up a little bit and we'll we'll be alright between now and the end of the season.
1: Yeah, fair enough, mate. Right. Before we move on, uh, we'll do housekeeping as usual. I just quickly let you know what's going on on the show this week. We've got to talk to you about your glasses, Jonesy, as well. Uh, Absolute, It's a a fashion revelation, but the health benefits you tell me they're giving you as well, uh, I think it's one that... Uh, we should share with the listeners and file it uh, alongside the stories of your shed building capabilities and our huge argument that we had regarding uh, email inbox organisation. Uh, we'll react in more detail to the Newcastle draw. In the next section, we'll speak to friend of the podcast and big Chelsea fan, Dave Chidgey, Stamford Chidge, as you may know him, on Twitter ahead Of that home game against Chelsea on Saturday lunchtime at London Stadium. That'll be later on in the show. And then you'll have some final thoughts from me and Jonesy at the end as ever. That sound all right to you, James? Yeah, perfect. Absolutely right. Well, talk to me about those, uh, those glasses you've got on then. I mean, you seem to have had a new haircut. I quite like your jacket today. All in all, looking pretty on point. Um, new glasses as well you look like a proper hackney hipster you look like the sort of bloke who goes into a, a hackney cafe and quite happily on a sunday morning pays eight pound fifty for a macchiato double uh, soy coconut macadamia latte or something like that is what you look like today i've got
2: half of that coffee order right I, i'm a big fan of the caramel macchiato from starbucks so, so um,
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, it's not that yeah. hipster, that actually, is it, if you go to Starbucks?
2: No, exactly, yeah. If anything, it's anti-hipster, isn't it? Exactly. Starbucks it's
1: major capitalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, no, th- these are, so these are blue light glasses. These are... Go on, talk to me. Um, you know, In the, mod- the modern era where screens dominate our lives, phones, laptops, TVs, tablets, you name it. Yeah. I had a look um, at my
1: screen time this morning, actually. Sorry to interrupt. It's, it's scary when you week. look at it. Yeah, yeah
2: my, it's not my, good. Mine went up like fifty percent. I got the notification early and I was like, "Cool, blimey, what was I doing last week?" Clearly, yeah. What did you?
1: What did you average then last week? Um,
2: I don't know. I didn't look closely at it. I just saw it pop up. Um, oh, blimey, you, you know your your average screen time was up fifty percent, and I was like, well, "Okay, well, we're not going to look into that."
1: Five but, hours forty-one. Mine was last week. I'll see if bad, I get
2: it, it? See if I can get it up. Uh, five hours five minutes. So I'm just a little bit just a little bit short of you, but
1: it's bad. Yeah, um,
2: yeah, not good. Anyway, but, sorry. But yes, so, so a few months ago, or maybe probably about six months ago, I, I noticed that I was getting really, really tired in the evenings, like mm. unreasonably tired at the end of the day. Seven, seven o'clock, I'll be on the sofa and I'll be dozing off. Yeah. Um, even before we'd had dinner or anything like that. And it, it got to the point where it was beginning to bug me. I was like, why am I so tired? All I've done yeah. is literally sat on my sofa if I'm working from home and worked. Yeah. I've not gone out. I've not exercised. Not done anything. Um." So I tried everything. Obviously, my my fitness and health um, changes are well documented on this podcast already. Um, That didn't seem to help. That didn't seem to help. Um, Now I started drinking more water. Started taking certain vitamins. Nothing's working. So I'm like, it's got to be something. So my last resort was well, maybe it's because I'm staring at screens all day, and my brain's just going, "Yeah, I'm done now." So I invested in a pair of blue light glasses and I went for stylish option rather than practicality. I do
1: like them, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the old see-through um, frames. The old see-through
2: frame. frame, yeah. I saw them, I thought, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Mm. So they're not prescription. I mean, I do wear glasses and contacts anyway, but they're not prescription. So they're purely um, just screens. They're literally just glass with blue light functionality. Um, and within two weeks of wearing them, absolute game changer, mate. Absolute yeah. game changer. So Don't much worry. so that last night, last night I went, I, I stayed up and watched TV on the sofa with Luce until midnight. Why and me? I didn't, I didn't even do, doze off once, and I was like this. And even Lucy's like, I feel like I've got my husband back because he's not falling yeah. asleep at seven o'clock.
1: Absolute um, transformation effect yeah. of the blue light glasses, mate.
2: Yeah, but then obviously Wonderful. because they're not prescription, I can remember contacts underneath them, and I do find myself. Going out still with them on because I still I quite like the look as well. So yeah, their um, yeah, yeah, their yeah, health benefits,
1: but also a bit of a fashion statement for me as well. So yeah, double whammy. Is it worth? I mean, worth noting. Well, I'm assuming you're not getting paid um, to advertise the blue gla- blue light glasses. Um, I'm not. No, you can get them get them at um, any good or
2: bad um, <laughs> glasses glasses retailers. Um, right. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think. Where'd you get yours online? Uh, for the firm I went, I found an advert on Instagram from a company called mm. Blue. Right. Um, it comes in a nice bamboo glasses case, and for yep. everyone you buy, they plant a tree. So oh, I love that. That is hipster. That really it is, is very hipster, hip, isn't it? So I thought yeah, I'll have yeah, a bit yeah. of that. They're about, I think they're about eighty quid, um, and they did a trick. Well, were they? Bamboo. Oh, bloody yeah.
1: hell! That is actually more than I was thinking. Yeah. I, I, I mean, thought you maybe can't. If you... they were like a
2: score, I'd pick some up. But you can go cheaper <laughs> elsewhere. But. Um, the plant the tree thing was, was a big selling point for me,
1: obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're 20 so... if you don't plant the James Jones oak somewhere, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so
2: yeah,
1: ah, absolute uh, well worth every yeah, penny so great, far. Mate. Yeah, they look decent as well. Uh, the only one thing I would say as a drawback, um, is and there, are, which probably means they're working, is that all I can see in your eyes now is your yeah. screens reflected straight back at me.
2: Yeah, that is that is the. The, the point i suppose but. the yeah it's the only negative uh, particularly if i'm on a, i'm on a meeting um mm. and i'm looking when you're on a meeting you look at yourself did not you? you don't look at anyone else you always look at yourself um, <laughs> and, yeah. and i'm like oh it's just it's just what people are seeing it's just, what, it's
1: just like big blue squares where my yeah. eyes should be exactly um, mate yeah but you know, Who cares, mate, if all of those health benefits and benefits to your marriage as well, then uh, it sounds exactly. well, well worth the investment. Do you know where your tree is planted?
2: No, um, really? I don't. I don't. Actually, really? it's worth it's worth pointing out that this is my second pair, because the first pair, Harrison broke. All right. Um, <laughs> he, he knocked them off the table without me realizing and stepped on them. Um, Legends. So Cheers. Yeah. Got pair. So I've, I've, I've planted two trees somewhere in the world. hmm um, so,
1: um, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Um, should we talk about football then? So we, have the, yes, we started we... with football, which is uncharacteristic of the We Are Western podcast. A little we bit start... of...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is everything right if, if with you first?
1: How's your week Yeah, been? I'm all right, mate. I've had a spectacular week. One of, genuinely, one of the best weeks ever. Um, absolutely phenomenal. I told you I scored my first goal for Pearly-Saint-Germain last, uh, last Sunday. Um, this week, uh, got an assist again, drew two all and then one on penalties to go through to the fifth round of the Surrey Cup, which is actually the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, absolutely spectacular win. Uh, the drama of penalties, the best thing about the penalty shootout as well. I bravely put my hand up um, when the manager said, right, who, who fancies one? Put my hand up. We sorted the order out, and I was number five. We scored our first four; they missed two, and I didn't have to take one. <laughs> so nice. it was, uh, yeah, that was absolutely spectacular. Decent uh, point for West Ham, obviously. Yeah, I, I don't know if I. I think most of the content um, I'd covered last week, but yeah, all in all, uh, Jonesy, things going uh, pretty well, indeed. At, at Shea Will Pew, um, yeah, nothing, nothing else to report really, mate. Just you know, one of those times where we're all quick sometimes aren't we to someone says how are you going to sort of list a few of the things that are annoying you mm. um i've had a week where there hasn't really been many of those i did go to the cinema on saturday night to watch the whale uh Was brendan
2: 2006,
1: fraser 2006 all of
2: a sudden
1: they cinemas? yeah they do. honestly big cinema guy these days i've been like five times in the last month i can There's imagine it's really action. expensive though isn't it 42 quid for the everyman oh. at king's cross for two tickets. Oh, it's because you can't do an everyman, isn't it? That's... Yeah, but I mean, they can't a so, so quality. Although they were a little bit too comfortable as I fell asleep for a 30 mins uh, in the middle of the film. Woke up, caught like the last half an hour uh, and then wasn't overly sure whether I'd enjoyed the film or not because I think I'd missed a fairly important part of the storyline in the middle. You know what to do. Blue light glasses will stop you from doing that again, mate. Yes, I mean, it may have been the four pints I had before the 6.30pm showing. Uh,
2: yeah, that, that would be it then. <laughs> that
1: may have been it.
2: blue light like glasses aren't going to stop you from the
1: state of- <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, mate. No, so now, all, all in all, um, yeah, pretty good, pretty good week. Uh, all good stuff, all positive vibes. Listen, thanks very much, mate. Right, let's actually talk about football a little bit more. Don't forget, uh, you can follow the We Are West Ham podcast on Twitter at We Are Underscore West Ham. I'm at William Pew Underscore Jones. He's at by James Jones. You can get us on Instagram and facebook as well search we are west ham podcast but the most noteworthy place to get us of course most of you listen to the podcast but if you haven't subscribed to the youtube channel already get on over there to do that search we are west ham podcast on youtube don't forget we struck up a partnership with the guys at west ham network as well so you can go over and watch some of their stuff a little bit of cross pollination russ came on last week jonesy and i'll be featuring on their channel at some point this week as well so it's west ham network and get them over there and don't forget if you want to you can buy us a pint at buymeacoffee.com slash we are west ham and i just want to say a quick thank you as well jonesy uh, i think i sent it to you uh, forgive me if i didn't uh, we've got um, quite a nice message Stefsky. Uh, bought us a pint this week and said listen to the to you guys throughout the highs and the lows thanks very much for a great show that message put a smile on my face this week so thanks very much to Stefsky. Uh, that's buymeacoffee.com slash we are West if you want to buy it, me and James a pint we do actually need to meet up Jonesy now dry January's out the way uh, and have a beer together at some point to spend some of this beer money that we've got in from our superb listeners. But we'll sort that out a little bit later on. First of all, reaction to Newcastle One, West Ham United One on Saturday night at St. James's Park. Next. So Newcastle one, West Ham one. Jonesy, you mentioned it there. The early stages, particularly Joe Willock's goal gets disallowed, um, and then you think, okay, we've 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 got away with one. We've ridden our luck there already. Um, and then, like you said, they hadn't even stopped showing the replay by the time Callum Wilson actually made it one all. Uh, sorry, one nil to Newcastle on three minutes. And it's head in hands time then and it you think, ah, oh, here we go. What's going on? But a Sterling comeback, Lucas Paqueta gets a little but I would say fortuitous goal. Obviously, come from a, a set piece. He stabs it in at the back post. But we did have other chances. We did play reasonably well. And as you mentioned, we were we were thoroughly, thoroughly good for that one all we've got at high flying Newcastle.
2: Yeah, it was well deserved. Um it did feel like when that that, that mini three minute God, I'm not don't even know what to call it. Right at the beginning, um, it felt like um, Willick scores, and then they realise, oh no, no, Willick can't score. It has to be Callum Wilson because Callum Wilson always scores against West Ham. Yeah, so true. we'll just it's quickly true. we'll quickly try and change that before anyone notices. So we'll keep playing yep. the replay,
1: um,
2: <laughs> and then so yeah, like, that was. Just, I thought oh, it's going to be about seven nil. It's going to be brilliant, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I thought every single player on that pitch played. Played well, better than they have done all season. I thought Declan yeah. Rice was superb in midfield. Um, if it was a game where we needed him to step up a little bit and, and sort of be the player that we know he can be, because he hasn't really been that. He's been one of our better players this season. It hasn't really been the Declan Rice that we that we've grown to expect this season. Yeah. But nor was any other player really. No. Um, there was a, if there was a game where we needed him to really step up, particularly in that midfield where they were missing Grealish and um a little bit weaker than they would normally be. Then it was that that game when he did that. Um, I thought Aguerad at the back was just outstanding, that block in the second half. Yeah, um, huge tackle, wasn't it? I yeah, did, yeah. did get worried when he, he sort of stayed on the ground a little bit. And I thought he's just he'd done his injury again, done his mm. knee. Um, but it was just a class, class bit of defending. Um, I thought Emerson was good. He looked yeah. all right. Yep. Um so it was a good performance all round. It was a point well deserved um, in a game that could have gone terribly wrong, given what happened right at the beginning, um, but something's clicked, as we said at the beginning. Something seems to have clicked. There seems to be, they seem to be fighting for the for the team again. They seem to be fighting for Moyes again. Um, I don't know what he's done. I mean, he's, he's gone five at the back for the last three or four games. I can't I can't imagine it's just that purely down to that because he did that mm. a lot last season as well. So it's not like it's a brand new tactic.
1: Um, Owen looks like he's got a bit of zip back in him, doesn't he? Bowen's,
2: Bowen's in, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I did get a little bit annoyed that he took Paquetta off when he did and replaced him with Suchik. I know he was looking to shore it up a little bit and probably protect the point, yeah,
1: but um, you know, yeah,
2: yeah, but I, I thought Paquette was playing really well alongside Declan Rice. Um, he got his goal, yeah, it was a little bit lucky, but. I thought he was playing really well. I thought he was he was offering something midfield that we don't normally have, and he was playing mm. in his favourite eight role as well, which we've been talking about for months. Um, it just looked like that midfield duo of Rice and Piquet was really working nicely. Mm. And then with what twenty minutes to go, he changed, he brings Suchek on, and um, in that last twenty minutes, the only thing that really did look like scoring was mm. Newcastle. Yeah, um, we were clearly playing for the counter, um, but yeah, it was a good performance all round. I'm I'm very very happy with it. Uh, also nice to see Ings back, a bit of a surprise, given we were told that he was like going to be out forever. Um, <laughs> and suddenly he's on the bench after just one missing missing an FA Cup game against Derby, so that yeah. was good. But then when he does come on, it's a bit too late because by then we're we're protecting a point and we're not interested in countering after that. It's just no, you know, true. He's just got to run about for fifteen minutes, and you know it's almost like just an extended warm up for him.
1: Yeah, we did they did get behind in behind us a couple of times, which was a little bit concerning uh, from my point of view, but. Agued, I, I mean, at Derby the other night, I sort of sat a bit closer to the to the ground than I normally would be, and he's just such an like graceful footballer, isn't he? Yeah. And I was a little, you sort of still have those concerns about whether his his defensive capabilities match up to those. Particularly once we lost Craig Dawson, absolutely sensational to see him score against Wolves uh, against Liverpool. Excuse me for Wolves. Um, it, it broke my heart. What a man! That. I was sort of like it it, in equal parts happy and like what the hell? Because I almost like, like, don't want like, him to do well. It's like anymore.
2: seeing your ex get off with someone else, <laughs> get married to someone else. It, it was like I'm happy for him, but I really wish it was still for, for us.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd. So- See that's the thing. I I sort of want him. I want West Ham to be his career peak. Like I just want him to sort of go back to the old underwhelming Craig Dawson at Wolves. Uh, so you know West Ham fans go. Oh, it was almost like the club. It was such a match made in heaven. Craig Dawson and West Ham. He was never the same before or after. I don't really want him to carry on the old Bell and Dawson form at Wolves. But um, yeah, brilliant score against Liverpool. Uh, that, and I was worried, though, once you lose him, because he gives you that grit and he's like a proper defender, isn't he? Um, mm. Whether Agued was going to be able to live up to the same sort of standards. But like you say, that block, I mean, you know, we've had defenders in the past. You can't see – he had to put a shift in to even get in a position to make the block in the first place, let alone time it as well as he did. Uh, and you can't match exactly – envisage a Diop doing that, can you? Like once he was past him, that had been it for Diop in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so no, yeah, a good performance, all in all. A little bit concerned when they did get in behind as much as they did, but um, yeah, I, I think Paquetta had that chance, didn't he? First half, where he dragged one wide, it was it was spinning about a little bit. Um, some question marks around Fabianski again. I don't know if they're just going to remain until Ariola is number one. Um, again, the Willock goal is sort of at his near post, goes across him. Does, does I don't know if Arriola. I know obviously, but Fabianski didn't know that the ball had gone out at that stage. And then even the second one, right? Wilson's through on goal. We'll get onto that second one in a minute. But any, I don't. I, it's almost like the same content every week, isn't it, with Fabianski? But because I, I don't really think there's loads wrong with him. But just because of that, do you think it would be an upgrade to put Big Alphonse in? I mean, I
2: think. I mean, I've said before that I think it's just a bit weird that we we, we loaned Ariola and then bought him permanently, and we, he's still our backup. So like clearly, mm. if you bought him permanently, then especially if you're going to then um, let Randolph leave, why why mm. isn't Ariola now our our first choice keeper if you decide to sign him? Um, right. And i, I would I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against making that change now, but if we're talking about just off the back of the Newcastle game, I don't know why. I'd, There is talk, if there is any at all, of him, you know, making any mistakes or you know having a bad game. I thought he pulled off a couple of good saves. Um, Mm. I can't don't you can blame him for either of the. Not so
1: much bad game. I just think people are just keen to make the change now. They've got it in their heads, fans, that a change should be made. Therefore, they're like, oh, should he have done better there? Or Mm. and by people, I mean me. But I don't want the change to be made. I think I'm just a bit like angsty about. I don't necessarily want it to be made. I I can understand. I think Fabianski has been so good for us for so long that I don't feel the need. I think it's just change for change sake that fans are calling for. But now I know about it and I'm aware of it. I'm a little bit like hyper aware now. And every time something, a ball goes, a goal goes in against us. I'm like, oh, oh, are the the anti-Fabianski brigade going to be out Mm. again? Or brigade, however you say that word.
2: No, I don't. I don't think. I think. Like I said, if he makes a change, then I wouldn't be against it. I think Ariola's far more, more than capable of being our number one. Um, but then Femienski hasn't done a great deal wrong to warrant being dropped, if you know what I mean. Like I don't think I haven't. If you're talking about the Newcastle game, there was nothing in that game where I've gone. Corey should 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 do better there. Mm. Um, like he's conceded on a one-on-one. Like how many times do we see goalkeepers concede one-on-ones? Like it happens.
1: Yeah, true. He's, yeah, he's yeah. lost
2: out. So it's, it's you know, you got to guess which way the, the got guess which way the striker's going to go. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Willett goal d- d- didn't stand. I mean, it's close at, it's close to him, but it's gone across. Goal going gone across him. I'd be more. I'd be asking questions if he'd if Willett got near post and scored. Mm. Um. And they he, he pulled off a good save in the second half when it, it was a point blank header from I think it was Wilson again. Um, save that. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. Um, no, no, but, I'm sort of yeah. Decided. I think I think a lot of it is down to his age. I think people are looking at his age and going, He's yeah. been around for a while. He's you know he's now retired from international football. He's he's probably this is probably his last Premier League club. Yeah, um, well, know, and mate. we've and we've we've, we've 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 loaned a goalkeeper from PSG and then a year later signed him permanently. Mm. So we know he's waiting in the wings and we know he's good enough to be our number one. Yep. he's almost too good to be a backup. Yeah, why aren't we making the change? Maybe that's in it. I mean, maybe that's that's what's in people's minds.
1: Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, Lucas Paqueta loses the ball in the middle for Caleb Wilson's goal. Um, it was don't know annoyed with him for that because it was pretty. Yeah, I, I mean, know, it, it's, it's like as good as he's been. That is quite important, isn't it? And if it was Saeed Ben who'd done that. I, for one, would be ripped <laughs> to shreds. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, he's made a mistake. He's given the ball away in a dangerous area. But the entire team were asleep at that point. Mm. The fact that even, you know, Wilson's been able to make that run and stay on side. You know, defensively, if you look across the line, I think I don't know who's playing him on. I think it might be Kerr that's playing him on. Um, and he shouldn't be playing him on. Um, yeah. You know, the build-up to the first goal that got ruled out, it was a complete shambles what was going on. Like They were walking through us. Mm. Um, so that first three minutes, it was quite clear that we just hadn't woken up. We hadn't We, we hadn't arrived. It took a goal to actually stand for them to go, oh, blimey, we're already 1-0 down It could be two. Um, so, yeah, like, you could True. blame him for the goal, but I, I think just the entire team defensively in the midfield just hadn't, hadn't yeah. kicked
1: off themselves. You know? Switched them. Yeah, yeah, fine, fine, fair enough. Uh, all in all though, mate, decent point. Um, Chelsea at home on Saturday, we'll speak to Chigi from the Chelsea fancast next up about that game. Still looking a bit precarious in the league, but that is, by all accounts, and especially what's gone on this season, Newcastle on a, on a massive high at the moment after reaching the League Cup final. Um, an excellent point at St James's Park. Stay with us because we'll have Stamford Chidge next. So delighted to say joining us once again on the We Are West Ham podcast is friend of mine, friend of the show, friend of Jonesy's, Stanford Chidge, Dave Chidgey. Chidgey, how are you, mate? It's great to have you back again. We were saying earlier on in the podcast, Jonesy and I, how you actually are a lifelong friend of the podcast because we met you in those heady days of Love Sport Radio in the studios At Southwark, when the We Are West Ham podcast was certainly born uh, as the West Ham fan show, as it then was. Uh, You used to do the Chelsea fan show at the same studio. We did a lot of general football and sports shows together. You and I, hours on air, cooped up in that little room together on Sundays in Southwark. Wonderful times indeed. How are you? Well, I'm all all right, mate. Yeah, I'm very, very busy. Um, Never a dull moment with Chelsea off the pitch. Uh, Plenty of dull moments on it. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, there there is of course only one place to start uh, with Chelsea at the moment, and it, and it is the transfers. I, I I do want to make sure I get in the fact that you've scored just two goals in six games because that puts an enormous smile on my face. We'll get into that, the reasons behind that, etc., in a little while. But you've already alluded to it with the drama, and I don't know circus nature as it sometimes seems of your football club. Off the pitch for years and years and years, that it seemed to be organised, structured chaos that did actually bring glory and trophies. Uh, Now it just seems like chaos. But the one underlying thing is is Todd Bowley, contrary to reports or beliefs before he'd taken over, clearly is still willing to spend Roman Abramovich style. £606 million, if you uh, believe some of the reports is what he's spent so far. What do you make of it, mate? What are your thoughts? Well, I,
0: I think it's you make a you make a good point in some respects. I mean, I was jokingly saying we had chaos and trophies under under Roman, and mm. now we have chaos and probably no trophies. Under <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the, the reality is is that if you only you know have a quick view of it, then yeah, it, it looks mental. I mean, it really mm. does. I mean, you know, even I mean, even by the standards of Roman when he first came in and he was splashing cash all over the place buying. A lot of players, uh, even by those standards, it's, it's, it seems like it's bonkers. But actually, you really have to get a handle on what Bowley's modus operandi is and what his plan is. And, you know, I, I was on, I, well, I'm, I'm still on the Chelsea Supporters Trust. And uh, during the bidding process, we met with all the bidders. And, you know, Bowley laid out what his plans were. And I have to say, he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do he's doing exactly what he did at the dodgers which which bears some comparison these guys are serious they do not muck about they spend a lot of money to get what they want you know Mm. and and i think that's what you're evidencing just to fit it in further with the plan um you know roman like to buy shiny new toys basically this law are very much. I mean, I'm not saying that Chelsea weren't into stats and data before, because they clearly were. All 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 decent Premier League clubs are. This lot are like it's like the whole money ball idea in baseball. I don't know if you, you've come across
1: yeah, that. yeah, cool shit. Yeah, yeah. They're
0: very much into that. That's the Tony
1: kind of, the Tony Bloom sort of Brentford style, yeah, that well, sort of thing.
0: That's why he's hired most of the back Brighton backroom staff with Potter. That's why he's bought a whole load of other guys, guy from Leipzig. So that's part of the plan. And also if you look, everybody that they bought is around 20, 21, 22. So they're buying
1: young, look, players, yeah.
0: you know, so they're buying them. If they work out great, they've made a great investment. They've gone on a long contract. If they don't, they'll sell them on. So I, I mean, I know it looks bonkers from the outside, but I actually think there's quite a plan that's going on. They're just doing it at rapid speed. Yeah. So they're probably doing about two or three seasons, buying in literally one window because what mm. they want to do is to is to try and accelerate the process rather yeah. than i oh, will do it staged. we'll do it staged you know and that'll take even longer but you know the reality is will none of us none of us that go week in week out, none of us know if it's going to work or not mm. and we know it's going to take some time and i think the game against Fulham on friday was 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 brilliant evidence that this is all going to take some time
1: yeah i i, I think in this day and age, Chidge, like you say, money gets you so far, but how you, how you spend it is equally, if not more important. Everton being a perfect example of that, and the chaos they're in at the moment. One thing that sort of that it baffled me a little bit as far, and I, and I do accept your point regarding long term vision and long term success. I still think in the modern day you have to marry that. A little bit with i mean you don't if you're bowling, it's up to him if he doesn't care about finishing 14th this season um I, I and he's confident in the bounce back season. i think you I think, think I, already i do i
0: i, I do mean, you... see, okay. everybody you know this you know you, you work in the media I've, I've worked in the media it's funny isn't it everywhere you you either read it or you see it on sky or whatever everybody's saying oh you know Another duff result for Potter, and he'll get the sack. Or Chelsea don't hang around. They fire their man. Yeah, Chelsea under Roman Abramovich didn't yeah. hang around. They're not taking into account this is a very new mode of working. And I, I think Bowley will stick with Potter. I really do. I don't think he cares. Well, I, he's not going to be happy. But if we finish outside of the top six, if we finish outside of the top 10, I don't think he's going to sweat at all. I think he's punted this season it's a it's a way to get him what he needs to, to, start, to start starting to get them to gel and make some improvement I think that's what he's looking at and then we go it's, next season
1: yeah that, that's fair enough i i i guess i mean you know chelsea ninth in the league at the moment thirty points yeah ten points off of top four with seventeen games to go, not an insurmountable Uh, golf or bridge to go gap to bridge, excuse me. But what I find a little bit baffling about the whole thing is that, you know, in order for to comply with certain financial fair play regulations, make sure the books balance up a bit, which obviously Bowley in his personal capacity doesn't have to do, but the, you know, the rules of football demand that that is what you have to do. If you want to compete in UEFA competitions in particular, what I just find he's left him, he's put, potter in a really awkward position i know it's easy fans will go i spent all that money it's brilliant what a a perfect owner to have as potter but the the mess all the players you've got there's going to have to be a mass exodus in the summer in order to balance a lot of the books wages and transfer fee wise and you've left you only have to look at the zx situation you you leave potter in a really awkward position you've just bought these big name signings of having to leave four of them out i believe of the Champions League squad, Aubameyang not in there as a fairly recent arrival. <laughs> yeah, I know you say good. Yeah, yeah. But it just it just seems, like, and, and Potter's already. Uh, you know, I'd listened into one of his press conferences last week, and he's already been sort of. You know, one of a colleague, a journalist colleague of mine, was giving him a little bit of a, a bit of a grilling. You know, about all the new faces coming through the door at Chelsea, et etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Does it not leave Potter in an awkward position for the rest of this season? Or do you feel that, like you say there, Bowley's just willing to accept some short-term pain? Um, we'll say the same thing to Potter, just put up with the grief, but I'm backing you in the beginning of next season. Let's have it.
0: Well, I think it will depend entirely on Potter. and I, I think one of the problems that um, he has, not with the players, but with the supporters, is that... It's really very hard to know Potter because he doesn't really give anything away. I mean, he's—I mean, if I was being fair, I would say he's very well media trained, and a bright bloke. If I was being unfair, I'd say he was very bland. Mm. So, you know, but you really don't—you don't—you don't know who you're dealing with here. But if he is as good a man manager as we are told, if he's uh, as bright as we're told, if he's as self-assured and you know self-aware as we're told, then maybe he will be able to manage what is. Undeniably, if you think about football as you and I know it, particularly, an absolutely crazy situation of trying to keep happy a squad of 30 odd players, you know, many of whom are experienced and quite senior and will want to play and will kick off if they, I mean, you know, it. We've all played, you know, whatever level of football you've played, you've got two, two camps, haven't you? Those are getting picked and are playing that are happy and like the manager, those are not picked and are not playing You hate the manager. Mm. It, it doesn't matter what level of football you're in, it's going to happen. So he's mm. got a job on his hands there, and I do feel for him a bit. On your, on your first point, I, I completely agree. I mean, there's one thing is this kind of amortisation, which is
1: sticking all these new signings on very long contracts. So basically, yeah. it, it, it's like if you spend 100 quid, million quid on a new
0: signing, it doesn't all go into 2023's accounts. If you yeah. amortise it over the length of the contract, and it's a 10-year contract, he goes $10 million in this year's account. So they're getting yeah. around FFP with that. But the other thing is, you're right, they're going to have to get rid of a hell of a lot of players to balance the books in, in to a degree. Mm. Uh, and the third part of the equation is, is that their plans are to really increase revenue hugely, but that's going to take some time. They're going to have to offer a lot of
1: what, Yeah, yeah. I, so what do what, what you, obviously, you give us your thoughts on the actual situation there. Last time we spoke, it was a mid the roman abramovich departure and it was all up in the air and chaotic. i was very
0: angry i remember that i was actually seeing wasn't i i think <laughs> i was trying to kill my club will god
1: damn it <laughs> i remember it. yeah i mean uh yeah much to my chagrin it doesn't appear to have worked but uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys we're still here yeah but no, as, 2003. Uh, exactly yeah <laughs> as you know i've got a uh i'm, I'm in a, a fairly small group Um, of West Ham fans, I think potentially even a group of one who has a soft spot for Chelsea. No, who has a soft spot for Chelsea and and your fans? Um, and I, 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 what? How do you feel then as a Chelsea fan at the moment? Like you've you've gone into the nitty gritty there, but how do you feel? Are you optimistic for your club? Are you proud to be a Chelsea fan at the moment? Are you pleased with how it's gone? Are you happy with Bowley in charge? Are you confident? How, do you, how does it feel at the moment well, if you, you know what I mean better than I do most.
0: I do it's, you sound like like me with my clients mate honestly with my, my <laughs> yeah. that's a really, it's a really good question Will actually it's a really good because the honest answer is I don't really know
2: Yeah, you
0: know? I feel a bit confused is the honest answer yeah. because you know having been privy to what the Bowley plan was um, and, and seeing the evidence of that so far they, they, you know, they've they kept, to, kept to their word so far on everything. You know, I, I, as, I, as I said, I'm on the support of trust, so I've had a, a level of access. I mean, I had a, a huge level of access with the previous uh, regime. Um,
1: yeah.
0: and, and, I, and I liked a few of them. I mean, you know, we were we were on opposite sides of the table, obviously. And, and they were a bit annoying because they wouldn't give you what you want and you just had to keep hammering into them. This lot are very different. They're very amenable, very reasonable. They, they go with ideas and they, they, they do it. They don't procrastinate. So they're a very different lot to, to, to deal with. But the reality is, well, I'm, I'm an old git. And I've been around a long time. So <laughs> there's a very cynical side to me. And, and if I was being very honest with you, I would say I worry that whatever's happening at the club now is going to come at the expense of what I've been used to for 40 years. In other words, they're going to change the culture. It's going to be, I mean, if they want to make a billion quid a year, they're going to commercialise everything. Mm. I think you're going to lose a bit of soul. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not sure about Potter. I really not. I mean, I love Tuchel. I absolutely yeah. love the bones of the guy. But I understand that his position was pretty untenable, really. Uh, Potter, Potter, Potter. I mean, my, 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 my gut feeling is, is if you want to do a
1: rebuild of this scale... You go and hire an elite european manager to do it for a club the size of chelsea mm, potter, but he had one of those <laughs> well i know and he got rid of him. but i mean you yeah. know potter is not that man
0: but they want him he's their boy you know and I, I mean the other thing about potter is he does take him two to three years to to, to make his size work so, you know, I don't want to go off the, the deep end and get all reactionary about it because that, that is an emotional reaction. <laughs> no, because, I don't, because I, I don't believe it. I, I think I'm gonna, we're going to have to give him time. I don't think he can mm. just sit there and go, oh, it's not like it was, we can't handle it, you know, because that would be easy. But I think yeah, I yeah. think we need to give him time. And remember, he came in in September. Um, I don't think the morale in the camp was too good. Uh, we bought some mad signings, which were Bowie's fault. Tuchel I mean a Bamiye two days before you fired Tuchel is insane so he's now hopefully getting his own players he's had a whole team out injured we had 11 first team players out injured not three weeks ago so Mm. he's had quite a lot to deal with but it's difficult and I think the heart I'm glad you brought the emotional side into it because if if football is not about emotions then why are we going yeah of course yeah. yeah and I think this is the problem we had a, a huge emotional connection to Roman Abramovich we had a huge emotional connection to Thomas Tuchel there is nothing there with Potter yeah he won't engage with us on an emotional level and we no
1: don't,
0: you know yeah. we don't see it. we don't see what's happening we and, and it's hard to go get excited about it and, and I think I mean I left I left uh Stanford Bridge on Friday night actually really pissed off you know mm. because we, had, we, we were so excited because we had all these new signings and I didn't see a bloody goal. And I haven't seen, I've only seen, I, haven't seen, I can't remember my many I've seen, but not enough this season, that's
1: for sure. <laughs> well, as as, I, as I've managed to remind you at the beginning of this, uh, two, little and <laughs> chat, two, two, two and six, three and seven. Three and seven. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's a bit annoying because uh, then on the 27th of December, it was, um, you actually mustered up two goals in a single game. Bravo. Uh, yeah. Indeed, Chich- but yeah, since the uh, since well, since after you, you beat Dynamo Zagreb two one on the second of November in the Champions League, since then you've only scored twice in a game twice. So did we,
0: did we, I thought we beat Milan away three or something.
1: No, not according to uh, the Goog- no. That was your sixth game in the Champions League. The Zagreb game was your was your last one. Milan away was two nil anyway. Two nil. Played well that yeah. night, yeah. but they Tony, mate. I
0: tell you.
1: <laughs> so are you according to these um, oh, yeah, that's Here, mate. <laughs> okay that's, they're even more pony than we are How's that? <laughs> exactly yeah yeah <laughs> well look listen you know i mean you'll know as well as uh as well as the next man that i normally typically detest a football cliche whereas james jones my friend and colleague and friend them, and, and colleague of you yours know, of course he is he is a walking cliche this week's pod he spent uh, telling me about these new blue light glasses he's got um to protect himself from the harmful rays of his tv screen mobile phone screen and laptop uh, the man is definitely a walking cliche i couldn't agree more um but one thing you know when when you look at uh, I, I don't like football football cliches As I was saying, and the main football cliche that I've heard batted about on West Ham Twitter in the build up to this Chelsea game. And, you know, you'll hear it on Sky Sports and the Pundits as well. It's a good time to play Chelsea. It's a really good time to play Chelsea. We're in a really bad spot at the moment. And to be quite honest, it's it's actually hard to argue. Um, We are slightly less bad than we were six or so weeks ago. So I wouldn't say it's a particularly you know, bad time to play West Ham, but it's a, uh, you know, slightly less of a good time to play us than it was a few weeks ago. So based on that, how do you see the game, Saturday lunchtime game at London Stadium on on Saturday? How do you see it sort of playing out? Well, I,
0: I, you know, much the same as you, actually. You know, I think three or four weeks ago was a good time to play Chelsea when they were on, before we played Palace. Mm. We beat Palace 1-0 at home. We were pretty average, but we squeaked past them.
1: Well, I saying we... That's pretty much a threshing for you guys these days, isn't it? Well,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we, played, we played well, I thought, at Liverpool. But, I mean, it, the match it looked exactly what it was, which was a, a match between two, you know, mid-table sides at the moment. Liverpool are even more shocking than we are. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think we played badly against uh, Fulham, actually. Um, I don't think we played badly at all. No, no. Uh, a they, more clinical
1: finishing. You could have won it. Well,
0: I was going to say. I mean, Fulham are very well organised. They pressed and they ran around. They were they they shit housed their way through the entire match. They knew what they wanted to do. But you, you're, so I don't think we played badly. But what what we what we did is what we have been doing for two years now, which was struggling to, to to finish chances and put the ball in the back of the net. And this has been going on way before Potter. Um, and actually. You know, it's easy to point the finger at strikers. Uh, you know, poor old Haberts gets a lot of stick. He's not a number nine. He's a number no, 10. Quite, so yeah. I feel for him because he's being played out of position. But the real problem, well, is, is the midfield, mate. You know, it's been the problem for a long, long, long time. We don't have really, I don't think, genuinely goal-scoring, creative midfielders. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously, we, we, we have the luxury of Frank Lampard for Years and that's the kind of player we don't have anymore, or 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 a Chess Fabregas or a, mm. a Eden Hazard, you know, they're all you know defensively minded, or and or he doesn't play the likes. I mean, I, I think you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this, this is gonna validate why most West Ham fans hate Chelsea. But when, when we have a midfield next season of Declan Rice as the holding, midfield player, <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we might have. I mean, I, I would put you know my perfect midfield really but Then I'm, I'm biased towards the younger English players. Would be would be Mount Rice and Gallagher. So you
1: have you have Rice, you have Rice as the six, and you have Gallagher and Mount. as the as Is Gallagher the eight. good enough though, Chidge.
0: Well, I don't know. The jury's out. I mean, no, but
1: I, for I, where I, you want to be, you know, Chelsea, with this world class or wannabe well, I mean, world class outfit. It's, it's I, saw I, saw I, really... Palace, I
0: saw I saw him play for Palace last year, and he looked superb. And the thing about Gallagher, he can score goals. You know, he's. A, I mean, I don't think. There are very few players at all at Chelsea at the moment who are in good form. The only two mm. players who've got in good form at the moment are Badashiel and Badiashile and Silver. They mm. they were outstanding against Fulham. They were outstanding the week before. They're on four. No everybody else is stinking the place out. Living Mount <laughs> yeah. Mount's Mount exhausted. He's been overplayed yeah. for the last three years. And and Gallagher's walking into disarray at a very young age. And he wears his heart on his sleeve and he loves Chelsea. So he charges around like a bull in a china shop. You see, and this is why I, I wonder about Potter. Because surely a manager should be getting into a kid's ear like that. And say, mate, calm it down. Just calm mm. it down. Just think about what you're doing. It's okay. Just chill, you know. But he, he cares about it and he runs around. He, he, he gets a booking nearly every game. You yeah. Know? So, but I do, I do think there is a player in there. I really do. But the jury is out on him. Uh, Enzo Fernandez was superb by the way up against Fulham. And he, he's been there a day. And mm. he, just, he looks a player, mate, I have to
1: say. So it's not
0: all yeah. by any stretch. But I, 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 you know, I think that the reason we don't score enough goals is not simply because we've got shit strikers. It's because we don't have enough people behind them finding them with the right pass, putting them into space. They tend to go backwards, not forwards. Thankfully, Jorginho has been sold because he was the main architect of backwards passing at the club. So you know, midfield mate, that's the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's what I'm, you know. People keep saying he won't, Dector won't go to Chelsea anymore. Uh, I, I do kind of figure it, it. It sort of matters where you finish this season, really, and whether you've got another hundred plus million to cough up, because he will obviously be a target for many clubs. I think if Man United would be stupid not to break the bank for him, I think with Angolo Kante's injury record. I also think he would, he would, people seem to be just writing him off the writing the Chelsea move off already, but I, I can still really, really see it. Uh, if he's keen, laughable reports suggesting, um, that he's given his word to Arsenal <laughs> that he would go there, but again, I just think, yeah, but Thank I just you. still think, still think beneath him, I think, financially and. For genuine prospects going forward, I just can't. I just can't see that move for whatever reason. Um. So the game on on Saturday then, Chidge. Uh, style wise, how do you see it playing out? Which of your 904 1st team players do you think you'll start?
0: Well, I mean, first of all, I'm really pissed off because I had a ticket. And I can't go now, so I'm hey. very upset. I was supposed to be meeting. I mean, it's funny what you say about um, having you know, a soft spot for Chelsea. I've got quite a lot of mates who are a West Ham fans. Yeah. And uh, I was going to meet a mate there, so I'm really pissed off I can't go. But there we go. That's just my my problem really. But how's it going to go? I mean, genuinely, genuinely will I have? I'm got Scooby. Mm. I mean, you know, you just don't know with Chelsea. You just really they're unpredictable and then some. Who he'll who he'll put pick? Well, again, Lord knows. I mean, I think most of us want to see some of these newer guys getting a chance. So obviously, Fernandes, you want to see him play um i think mount needs a, needs a rest for his own good i really do um i don't
1: oh, a goal against west Ham, i no, did he especially last stadium
0: does. i mean i love mount to pieces but he's he's just not i think he suffered from all the madness that has been going on at the club as well as the fact that he's probably exhausted so i would be tempted to take him out of the firing line at the moment um we have nobody who could start up front although we've got this very raw ivorian kid for farna who mm. nearly scored against Fulham late on. Um, I'd be tempted to give him a whirl because there isn't anybody else. Uh, Mudrick looked brilliant in his cameo against Liverpool. Uh, he did nothing against Fulham, but he wasn't well. So you have to question, well, why starting then if he's not well? Yeah. So, I mean, who knows who he'll pick. But, uh, G- uh, yeah, Reese James and, and Chilwell, I mean, James played 60 minutes but looked a bit tired and not fit and ring rusty. Chilwell came on for the last 10. But, I mean, you know, when you've got players like them coming back, I mean, our our season under Tuchel last season derailed after Chilwell's injury against Juventus. I mean, Mm. that's one of the best games I've seen in recent memory, actually, by Chelsea. And we were top of the league at the time. He gets injured, Lukaku kicks off, and then James gets injured, and the whole season derailed. So, bringing those two back... Is going to be very encouraging. And I've heard that N- golo Kante is not far off. So... For yeah, now,
1: though.
0: I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't, he might, I'm not sure if he's... I'm telling you who is, is available, which will be interesting as well. And I think he'll get a start. Maybe actually he'll possibly
1: take on a kind of a false number nine role. And that's Felix. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got sent it, off, didn't he, against... Yeah. So that was Fulham the first game, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, stupid sending off. But I mean, he was... Yeah, he was, was yeah. Pretty good. He was looking very good. So maybe... Maybe he'll get a start. Um, yeah. And the other one is that Mudueki, who, who looked quite fun when he came mm. on. Uh, you know. yeah, so, yeah. if you're going to start with the new guys, they're, they're going to play. And who knows yeah. what will happen. We've been shocking away from home all season, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Well, fingers crossed, mate. Look, it's been absolutely brilliant having you back on the show again. You know, I always love talking to you about all oh. things Chelsea. You always... Uh, begrudgingly forced me to admit that I don't mind Chelsea fans and uh, <laughs> Chelsea as a club. No, it's, it's just what you said there about the risk of losing, um, you know, losing the soul and passion and all that sort of thing. I think so Whoa. much of the Premier League these days is so sanitised, isn't it? And I, I still love going to Stamford Bridge and and all my mates who are Chelsea have supported Chelsea since when they were crap, as I so succinctly yes, put indeed. it. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I. Uh, Still soft spot there for you, Cheech. Don't worry about that. Not on Saturday, of course, and I rejoice if we do manage to get a result. But give us a score prediction, before i let you go.
0: Well, you know what? (sighs) Bloody hell! I mean, we just so we so need to have a win. Uh, Can I bear to predict something other than a win? I'm going to. Do you know what? Felix is back, and I thought when he played against Fulham, we did all right. So I'm going to go two one.
1: Two two, one
0: one, on one. There's a goal in it,
1: really. Yeah. yeah 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 no i see what you mean i'm gonna i managed to positively manifest a point at newcastle by predicting one all last week head of that st james's park trip so i'm going to do exactly the same this week but i just fancy i always like the games against chelsea they're always good games uh, the lunchtime kickoff had a bit of a different element to it we're starting to look like uh, we've remembered the basic concepts of football, like passing to your own players and stuff like that. Uh, so, I fancy we'll nick a 1-0. I'm going to try yeah, and positively well, manifest that.
0: I'm kind of with you there. I mean, you know, I, th- I think it will be, you know, head head says a draw, one all, but heart's going for 1-0, 2-1. So yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. I thought you were decent against Newcastle. I caught a bit of that, actually. I thought you looked much mm. better than you have done recently, so...
1: Yeah, as I, as I said to James earlier, as my dad so succinctly put it, he just said we actually looked like we did a year ago when we were good and enjoying watching West Ham. So, listen, Chiji, it's been absolutely brilliant having you on again. Thanks so much for Lovely. joining us and giving us your time. Mate, uh, where can people find you? Uh,
0: Chelsea Fancast on all the socials.
1: Excellent Easy. stuff. Excellent stuff. Uh, Stamford Chidja joining us ahead of that game at London Stadium on Saturday, lunchtime, West Ham at home to Chelsea. Stay with us because you'll have some final thoughts from me and Jonesy next.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Well, Jonesy, that's it for another week on the We Are West Ham podcast. Your new glasses. I'm really disappointed they cost 80 quid. Because I was like, I like the sound of that. I'm tired all the time. Um, I appreciate I'm not as busy as you. Uh, But I thought, yeah, that sounds a bit of me, that they look cool as well. I've never, ever really had to wear glasses in my life at all. Fortunately, my eyes are okay. Um, But I was like, yeah, I I could see myself in a pair of those. Uh, can are cheaper alternatives available before? Because I won't be splashing out eighty quid. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, there are. If you, I don't know, just Google it. Blue light glasses. There'll be plenty of websites. So oh, I've
1: to, come to you telling. for. I know. I know. I Google things, mate. I was coming yeah, to well, you for a bit of expert analysis. Yeah, I will mean, I mean, <laughs> give you the money to Martin Lewis of Blue Light Glasses.
2: I, I, I mean, I haven't been on there to look, but I'll give another plug for another website that I I, I tend to use for my glasses and my eyewear. Yeah is uh, Glasses Direct. Yeah. Um, Give them a go. They're pretty good. And what they do, I'm pretty sure... I don't need
1: glasses. That's what I'm saying. No, but
2: they will have blue light glasses there. (laughs) Right. Um, And I'm pretty sure it's Glasses Direct. What you can do is you can pick four frames that you quite like the look of. Yeah. And they'll send you those frames to your door and you can try them on before you buy and you just send them back. Really? You can try like you can just get four different frames that you like, and then just have a little look in the mirror, see what you fancy, and then go right. I
1: want them. You send them back, and then you go and buy. That doesn't sound very environmentally friendly, though. Well, they, like they don't. Of...
2: They, no, they
1: don't plant trees, in trees. trees. No, they don't care. Apparently, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, mate. Fair enough. Well, I'll think about it. I think my my limit for blue light glasses is twenty quid. So if I can't find any for twenty or less, then I'm afraid you're uh, you'll be on your own. Um, what do you reckon, then, Jonesy? It's a good point, isn't it? Obviously, it's not like we won. You see Everton getting the win against Arsenal. I think that was a, the best appointment for Everton to make in Sean Dyche. I've been mean, saying that the last week or so um, all over the place, anyone and anywhere who'll listen, really. Um, I think it's a far better decision than, than appointing Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, I was surprised that the Dyche effect was that immediate that it saw them. Get a win over Arsenal. I really was surprised at that. Uh, so it makes it a little bit concerning, doesn't it? But but how do you how do you feel at the moment? My sort of sense inside of me and the feelings I've got is just one of like precarious unease, which I think is going to define my feelings about West Ham for the remainder of the season until we win the Conference League in Prague in May or June, <laughs> whenever the final is. Um- I think the key the key thing that I took away from
2: that Newcastle game was that it was a it was a good performance. It was a performance that we haven't seen for a while. Um, you know, if you look at the the win over Everton only a couple of weeks ago, we even said in the podcast after that that yeah, okay, it was a really important three points, but the performance has got to be better because you know, we play any other team on that day and we lose 2 0 rather than win. Mm. Um, but this time we've gone to Newcastle, we've got a point and we've played well and we're good for it. Makes me think that, yeah, I, I genuinely think that we can, we can be looking forwards actually, rather than being a little bit more oh, dreading the next game. Especially when you look at you know, Chelsea, they're not exactly ripping up trees, are they? They're after spending about you know nine hundred trillion quid, mm. um, and you know they're they're not looking that great. So you have got an opportunity yeah? They're certainly not ripping up trees at the same rate as you're planting. Exactly they? that. Exactly that. <laughs> I mean. The, like they're, they're definitely there to be had on Saturday. Um, not playing their best football under Grand Potter. No, um, I've got a lot of players there that n- need to bed in. Um, if we can take that momentum from the Newcastle result into that one, then I wouldn't be surprised if we did get a good result. Um, but it's just yeah, it's, it's
1: looking a little bit more rosy than it was last week. Yeah, weekend. just certainly not as gloomy and grim anyway, is it? I yeah. don't just think... There's lightning into the tunnel. Yeah, we're certainly out of the woods. But yeah, no, I agree with you there. So go on then. We spoke to Chigi just then. Uh lifelong, or well, not lifelong. Well, he's pretty much his lifelong friend of the podcast, isn't he? Like he's, he's been yeah. around since the early days at Love Sport Radio when this wonderful partnership between you and I was born all those years ago in that little yep. studio in Southwark. Um what do you think about Saturday then? The lunchtime games are always weird ones. I personally love Saturday lunchtime games because then you get the rest of the day after you can watch all the other games come in. Particularly if you win, I know everyone is a fan of them. But how do you see that game going? London Stadium, lunchtime kickoff, Chelsea at home.
2: I'm gonna stay positive and say we're gonna win one nil. Oh, blimey, one nil, Danny Ings winner.
1: One nil, Danny. Mm. Why so? Talk me through that.
2: Well, it's it's going to be nil nil. It's going to be really cagey, really edgy. Yeah. We're gonna be pretty happy with the performance, but Chelsea gonna be on top a little bit, pushing. Mm. Um, we're gonna be thinking, right, if we could just hold this out I and mean, then when he'll draw it on Chelsea wouldn't be a bad bad result. Danny's comes off the bench and uh we counter and he, he taps one in from from six yards. Mm. London Stadium goes absolutely bonkers, limbs everywhere. There's yep. It's people on the pitch. It's
1: it's gonna be <laughs> mental. Um, People on the pitch all exhausted from all the exhausted. run from the stands to the pitch. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, David Moyes is going to be jumping about, arms in the air, flailing around, and it's, it, we're going to leave that ground happy with three points in the bag,
1: hopefully. Yeah. Well, I, I like your thinking, mate. I, I don't think Chelsea are – I mean, obviously, Fulham that, that didn't win against – got a nil-nil against Fulham the other night if they were a little bit more clinical and Kai Havertz wasn't so rubbish at football, then they probably would have won that game. It wasn't like Fulham dominated them. They didn't have loads of chances. So I don't, I don't think they're like a super bad side. Do you know what I mean? And I hope it's a little bit too early in the cycle for a lot of those big players, the new big signings they've made to have really bedded in yet. It certainly feels like it's still too soon for Graham Potter, and I don't know how that situation is going to play out. But I I don't, yeah, I fancy another draw to be honest. I, I do think we could win. There's no reason why we couldn't. If the, if the place is bouncing, everything will feel a little bit better, won't it? And I mm. think the fact it's Chelsea, the crowd will be on side a little bit more. And we've had a few good results recently, so it's not going to be as toxic and poisonous in there. I think if we sort of get about them a little bit, early. We could, we could genuinely win. So you've gone for 1-0. What did you say last week? Because I actually said 1-0 and got a correct prediction for once. I think we both went for 1-0, didn't we? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah in I think... that case then, I am gonna I will do the same again, shall we? And I hope to manifest it. So I'll go for a 1-0 West Ham win as well. Because um, I, I do really, really fancy that. But uh, right, Josie, it's been a good show. Have you got anything else to add? Any final thoughts from you before we move on and say goodbye for another week?
2: Nothing of note to add, other than it's nice. It's nice to be feeling more positive. I know I've been very negative over the last few weeks. You have very yeah, down. Roles I've been, there. Haven't I've, been, I've been very upset about the situation, but yeah. I feel I feel a lot more positive and more optimistic for for what's to come in the second half of the season.
1: Yeah, wonderful stuff, mate. Do you think uh, part of that mood change is your new blue light glasses?
2: It, or just it might well be that. It might well be that. I mean, I mean. It, on top of that, if any listeners know how to get rid of gout, then let me know. Well, you That's haven't just, got gout. I'm pretty sure I've got gout.
1: Oh mate, you can't have gout. You're you th- you're about three years older than me. How the hell have you got gout?
2: Well, I mean, it's not. It's a myth that it's age related. It's more. I mean, I I don't really understand how I've got it, but I'm pretty sure my big toe's blown up, and I'm in a lot of pain. I can barely walk. Been like this since Thursday morning. Um, how much red wine and cheese do you eat? It it can't be my diet because everyone knows I've improved my diet. Yeah, true. Um, I I mean, last Saturday, two Saturdays ago, I did drink an unusual amount of whiskey. I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally drink that in one sitting. (laughs) Right.
1: Um,
2: So I wonder whether it might be that bit of a delayed reaction to that. But I don't, I don't, I I won't sit there and drink red wine and eat cheese all night every night. My diet isn't bad. Um, I don't (laughs) definitely, definitely don't drink enough for it to to increase my uric acid levels. Um what? obviously I've learned things about uric. Um I'm a, I'm at a bit of a loss because I haven't it's not sports injury. I woke up no. on Thursday morning with a real like real pain in my my right big toe. Mm. Googled it first thing that pops up I've just Googled pain in right in big toe and <laughs> the first thing that pops up is <laughs> yeah. gout and I'm like surely not and I've done more research Do you and, a and pate? No. no. No so I've ordered. I've got coming this afternoon from Amazon. I've got these uh, some
1: new gout uric. glasses.
2: I've got yeah, I've got gout glasses coming. I've got um, yeah. I've got tablets which regulate your uric acid levels. Um, yeah. Turmeric tablets, which are actually brilliant, by the way. If you've got any pain whatsoever, turmeric tablets. You really are a
1: hipster, mate.
2: Um, so get those, um, and I'm going to see what happens. But I'm I'm at a loss at the moment. And if it's not gone in two days, I'm up the doctors to see what goes on. I was going to go today, but there's a strike, so I can't. Im- there's an NHS strike, so I can't imagine the GP's going to see me because there's going to be a queue at the GP for so yeah. for actual yeah.
1: condition. I don't think gout is top of the list when there's Which an NHS strike. Which it's not. An if I cannot, is it?
2: I've got gout. Can I see the doctor? They're going to go out. No, <laughs> Sorry, mate. So, yeah, um, we're just I'm just
1: tending to heart attacks at the moment.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to see what happens, but I'm, I'm at a loss. If it's not gout, I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm in a bit of pain. So, if any of my listeners know what? If it, if it's one know how to get rid of gout just yeah. in case. And Two, if you, you don't think out. it's gout, do you know what else the pain in my big toe could be apart yeah. from West Ham? Because it's definitely not them because they're a lot better. No, no,
1: no, exactly. Well, mate, well, wait to sign off. I'm glad I asked for some final thoughts. I'm surprised we didn't cover that earlier on. Not to play top trumps, uh, but I got an absolutely brutal dead leg on on uh, Sunday while I was playing, so I can't actually walk at the moment. Do you remember granddads at school? Did yeah. You yeah, yeah. just get knee and go around kneeing people in the thigh and they couldn't walk properly for a couple of days. Yeah, got one of them, but genuinely like one of the worst ones I've ever had. So um, that was ideal. I didn't even get a penalty for it either. It was a clear foul. Went down, much do the reference all over the show on Sunday. Anyway, that's enough about my football career, Jonesy. Wonderful to see you again this week. I hope your gout clears up. I'm glad your blue light related fatigue has been sorted out by your eighty quid. See through hipster glasses that's also seen uh, the James Jones oak planted somewhere in a far flung corner of this planet. Brilliant speaking to you again, mate. Brilliant result for West Ham up at St. James's Park. On Saturday night, one all, still looking precarious in the league. A mouth-watering FA Cup tie away at Manchester United coming up. Not long now till we can start thinking about a European adventure again as the Conference League will be back next month. And it's Chelsea at home on Saturday before another London derby away at Tottenham. The week after. It might not be super relaxing and enjoyable as it was last year, but it certainly is exciting. Thanks for listening, everyone. West Ham United are still massive up the hammers and we'll see you next week.
2: Hi, this is Tony Cotti, and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast.
0: Podcast Network.